Basically, I'm just justifying <laughs> smoking. Like, I don't smoke cigarettes in here. So now that you, so like, do you catch yourself just smoking outside now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have like, I have my routine, especially like if I'm not working or anything like that. Um, when I walk Lucy, I'll have my morning cigarette. And then like normally I'll come upstairs. Um, I have like my little meditation, you know, shit that I do journaling. Um, have breakfast and then I'll go have another one, come up, shower, get ready, do some like housework or whatever. Right. And then, yeah. So when I'm just here and it's just a regular day, it's normally like five, six cigarettes, which isn't that bad. That's me and blunts. Yeah. <laughs> About five, six blunts a day. <laughs> like at least one pack of backwards a day. At then, least one. Wow. That, yeah. That's a decent amount. I used to smoke. Um, I used to be a wake and baker. And now I can't, I can't wake and bake. Why? Well, sometimes I do. If I'm like hungover, if I'm not doing anything, if I don't have anything planned, but I notice, um, especially since I started going to this kickboxing class at like nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. I can't wake up and smoke and then go to kickboxing. I can smoke and still work out, but I will, I have to also admit that like there are times when I wake and bake and it like the bake has just completely ruined the day. Like, yeah, I'm not going to do nothing. Now. Yeah. I think age has something to do with that too. It all depends on how much you smoke too because I'm one of those people that will smoke a ridiculous amount you know what I mean me too. I probably smoke at least an eighth a day yeah yeah I used to no now I think maybe an eighth every couple of days yeah. for me but um, I've noticed, especially since I have bowls, if you just take one or two hits, which is hard to do, but, right. but if you train yourself to do that, like reprogram your fucking habit, it actually does save you some weed. Yeah. Well, it not only saves you some weed, but like you don't get like super stoned and then kind of stuck. You feel like you feel okay. like you could do yeah, some stuff. I definitely think me wrapping it in tobacco uh, backwards is an issue. Like <laughs> I used to be the guy who was smoking joints. I was the guy promoting joints, man. Joints. Yeah. That's the best way to go about it. And then I don't know how I ended up smoking backwards. That's so do you like do you mix tobacco in with them or no? No, like no the, spliff? The, the whole the, the spliff thing is cool. Uh only if I'm around Europeans and they're doing that. Yeah. Sherrod's not European. Though. Yeah, right. Sherrod's <laughs> the only person I know. And first of all, we're smoking strictly cigarettes with Sherrod. Like most of the time. Yeah, well, that's why he's you gotta nuggle. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta put you definitely gotta put some weed in Sherrod's spliffs. You just gotta spring hey man, here, here, here. <laughs> oh, we love so you. How you coughing? He will. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is Red Thomas, everybody, and I'm Aaliyah Janine, and this is the How to Do Drugs podcast. Yes. Um, I noticed my phone's a little crooked, but that's fine. That's what editing is for. I get we're on your IG leave, uh, uh, IG live right yeah, now. Yeah, we're on my IG live right now. Hopefully, uh, our heads like are in the screen, like are in the shot. I I, I, I believe so. I kind of looked at it. Um, I think we're both in there. It'll be fine. What's up, everybody? I um. So th we talking about how to do drugs. Yeah, this is um. What? Well, it's not how to do drugs. That's definitely I've gotten. I never condone or condemn a drug use. I, it's all about people's personal experiences with them, why they do them, why they quit doing them, why they never tried them, um, all different kinds. I know that I like my certain types of drugs yeah. <laughs> that that I like to do, but I never be like you guys should do this. You know, but mushrooms. No, you guys should do mushrooms. Mushrooms should do, like for micro dosing for depression and shit. Do you ever have you ever tried that? So yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, but like one time I feel like I I fixed some trauma. My first time doing shrooms, I fixed some trauma that I was holding on to, mm -hmm. and so like definitely you could use it for that purpose. And like I currently need to go ahead and take some shrooms to clean out my spirit, but. Mm -hmm. 
this time around, I, I, like you know, it's so funny. Ignorance is bliss because like the first time you do shrooms, you don't know what to experience, and it's like it's like a life changing experience. Mm-hmm. This time, I know I need to do some shrooms because I know I got some work to do, and I'm over here like, boy, I'm oh, terrified of right? <laughs> right? Sometimes I'm terrified on the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, sometimes shrooms have definitely helped me work through like depression, especially like in the winter time. Um, definitely helped me through some trauma, but I also like. I I used to do so I mean I still do I guess a lot of acid and a lot of mushrooms and I just think that like my brain may be over the healthy me when I do yeah, like it's like there is also that part of doing psychedelics where it's like well how many times can I fry my brain yeah yeah or like am I using this is this beneficial the way that I think it's going to be well especially with acid I always felt like acid would definitely fry my brain the one thing about the- acid that got me like kind of trippy is uh I'm tired of seeing everyone's spirit when I'm on acid Oh, you can see like the their, their face, aura. Oh, their, uh, like the ugliness in their face starts to show. Like their face starts to mutate. And I'm like, <laughs> I knew you was a demon. I knew it. They always say never look in the mirror when you're on acid. Really? Uh, oh, I do constantly. <laughs> like yeah, right? Like I'm, right? Constantly. I'm like, I'm what like, else is there to look at? I'm like, holy me. shit! Yeah, they, yeah, because um, could give you like a warped sense of yourself. And uh, Jennifer Steele, she was just on the show, and she had said that acid actually helps her be her true self. I was like, maybe that's who you are. Maybe you're ugly on the inside. Right. Jesus. <laughs> now, acid for me just. Uh, Acid for me is just like shrooms, except like my emotions will not be affected in, in a positive or negative way. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, mushrooms definitely are more of an emotional. <laughs> and anytime I'm on acid or shrooms and I'm like in a vehicle moving, I feel like I'm time traveling. Ooh, yeah, that's actually, it's pretty, do you, one of my favorite things to do, which I do not recommend. Do not, do not do this. Um, is drive on acid and mushrooms. It's. I kind of learned how to drive. It's so much fun. A couple of times it felt like I was in Mario Kart, but. <laughs> what is it like? I, I would imagine uh, when you smoke, when I smoke weed and drive, I feel like I'm the best version of a driver. Like I'm so safe and secure. Well, yeah, because you, you're, because you're fucked up and you're like, I need to be yeah. the best driver ever. Um, It probably has. Which I've never done. I've never. Yeah. Yeah. Also don't smoke weed and drive. That's very bad. Um, I mean, I learned how to drive like fucked up so i think it is one of those things where it's you are more careful but it's also <laughs> you learn how to drive fucked up yeah yeah what Dri- town did you grow up in wisconsin wisconsin yeah, yeah but i, I didn't get my my mom wouldn't let me get my driver's license until i was 18 even though i've been driving since i was 10 but i wasn't allowed to get my license until i was 18 because she didn't want to be responsible for me and i thought that was fair because i was atrocious as she, a child yeah, she clearly didn't want to be responsible you was driving at 10 yeah 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 picking well, up your own diapers <laughs> well picking up my dad and my stepmom from the bar so yeah basically picking up my own diapers you were cool with your stepmoms no Mm-mm. do you have a stepmom I don't know. You don't? <laughs> I don't know. My father got bitches, though, but I don't got a stepmom. <laughs> your parents, were your parents ever married? Yeah, they still together right now. They, oh, nice. They at the house chilling. They're at the house chilling. Does your mom have anyone on the side, do you think? Uh, if she does, I don't know it. Oh, well, women tend to be a little bit more quiet with that right. than... So women tend to be more quiet. I think my mom... I think my mom is too complicated to even have a side dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think the second he did anything wrong, my mom be like, "Get no." This yeah, is done. Is your dad pretty disciplined by your mom? 
Uh, I think they have a good understanding of one another. They, yeah. They, they have a good friendship and a good, like, yeah. situation. How long have they been married? Shit. They've been married probably at least 20 some odd years. Damn, that's a long time. My parents just, uh, my dad and my, or my mom and my stepdad, 25 years on the 20th, which is, um, that's a long ass time. That is a long ass time. To be with the same fucking person. Yeah, honestly, that's like, I'd like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, how do people do it? Do that. Well, I think one, you said friends. I think you really do have to be friends because just being lovers isn't going to be good enough the movies have all lied to us <laughs> well the love well, the lovers part is the issue it's like how long do you think i'm about to be satisfied sleeping with only you yeah people don't understand that like even just biologically like that's especially for men like you guys are literally built to breed <laughs> i really think if society's views would be different people would just say people because i think women are just as horny like i don't know if they're oh just yeah, as horny. yeah 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 i don't no know if they're just as horny but because like guys will put their like freedom and like lives at risk for sex <laughs> women will just be like all right you know what i give in <laughs> i'm talking more about like um just like the biological subconscious stuff that we can't control. Like women can only reproduce like once a year, you know, where men right. can reproduce and bro only can reproduce for a certain amount of time where men could reproduce for the pretty whole much life. their yeah. whole life. Yeah. But like they always say men can reproduce with like, they always talk about how we not on a clock, but like, do you, have you seen what happens with old sperm? Yeah. Like, have you seen Donald Trump's last kid? <laughs> <laughs> also sperm retention headaches and stuff like yeah. that like if dudes it's um i have read that men need to masturbate one to five times a day to help so they don't get prostate cancer it helps with like mental it's the same for women with orgasms like it helps with, with our mental well-being like sex what, is what what cancer would y'all stop by rubbing it out but <laughs> about prostate obviously not fucking uterine cancer because right. i got that but <laughs> yeah i know like if, i know like prostate cancer us. for men i know that's for us but like for y'all no like, no no just no. mental right that's what we going with yeah yeah it just, <laughs> just makes me less crazy it makes me a happier person yeah i'm not gonna yeah <laughs> yeah like there's a there's a whole new um they keep talking about like I'm on Twitter way too much. I'm on Black Twitter way too much, and they keep talking about semen retention, and I'm just like <laughs> sperm retention headaches. It's like um, it's like PMS for men. It's like getting a headache from being too backed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, like I'm pretty sure men have some type of like biological cycle, you know, like, but not like probably getting aggy. Headaches would be crazy. Yeah. They said John F. Kennedy used to get stomach aches if he couldn't sleep with a new chick every day. <laughs> He was a sex addict. He used to be like, he's a, he's a, he felt physical pain because he couldn't hit something new. Okay, I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but at the same time, he did bang a lot of hot women. He was the president and he was out here, yeah. And he was Catholic, so it was like... Uh, the Catholics, they do love to procreate. They do. <laughs> As a Catholic, yes. Well, reformed. I don't know. I was baptized Catholic and all that stuff, but... Catholic school and everything. You went to the whole night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My... They were kind of Catholic. Our, uh, what's your denomination, right? Is that what you call it? Yeah, denomination. We, we was raised Baptist. I like Baptist church. I wish we was raised doing voodoo because... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, voodoo's great. Because, like, I don't know, like, as far as all, like, the religions, like, that one has, like, real history textbooks. Like, mm -hmm. that one got them Haitians out of slavery. Well, witchcraft, all of that, a lot of religions actually stem from, like, witchcraft yeah. and... And astrology, all this stuff that they say is horrible. They, they, all of the holidays are pagan holidays: Christmas, Halloween, the whole nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we was raised Baptist, so like, 
I got baptized too. I, I remember one time I got um, in high school. I got I went to a, my first time ever getting tested, mm-hmm. and like I wasn't even doing nothing, but like I was terrified. So like I went and got bad like I went and got tested like that Friday and they said Monday I'll get my results. I went to church Sunday and got baptized like oh God. <laughs> I've n- I've never even had sex, but please make sure I yeah, don't make have. Sure, any. Make sure I'm Gucci. <laughs> you never know. Well, I mean, some you could you can contract just through touch like herpes and stuff. It's not just genital. You could get them anywhere. Skin. They is. used to have that rumor that like a, like a little girl sat on a dirty toilet and got herpes. No. Well, no. I I don't think the virus could live that long on that type of surface. Yeah, but that was always a rumor that I would hear. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I remember hearing it, but yeah. I'm urban like, myth, I guess. Urban uh, the urban legends urban or whatever. Legends, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's possible. But I mean, it's like part of the monkeypox, chickenpox. Um, you just skin contact. You just touch yeah. somebody. I knew someone that had herpes on her side right here from when she was herpes thinking. on her side. Uh-huh, yeah. Is this not called warts? No, no. It's um, it's just it's part of the herpes family because you have like you have the genital and and then you have the oral and then there's like cold sores which are different than actual herpes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is it's a lot. There's so, a like, lot out there. She had to like every time she met a new partner, she had to let them know she, got herpes. she had herpes on her. I got side. herpes on my ribs, <laughs> which is. So funny, but they have drugs for that now. <laughs> so funny for the person who ain't got rib herpes. Yeah, but everyone has HPV by now. Um, if you don't, then you're not living your life. A lot of people don't. I get tested regularly still, even though I've been with the same person because he's a whore. So your your guy's a whore. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, whores have the best sex. Yeah. No. 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 That's obviously four years and running. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah sounds like you're very happy then. We have a good relationship. Um, growing up, uh, when was the first time you started smoking weed? My first time smoking weed was uh, I was probably I was probably still in elementary or like going into junior high. Okay, that's. No, I was definitely going. I was in junior high for sure. My yeah. next door neighbor Patrick came over. I was watching TJF Friday. I, I was watching it. like Family Matters, and he's like, "Yo, come to the roof with me," and like that was like our little thing. We would go to the roof and mm-hmm. whatever, and uh. Yeah, he gave me he gave me a blunt. He enrolled a in a Philly. Okay. And yeah, I hit that shit. I did not know how to smoke. I burnt my throat. Oh yeah. And it hurt like a motherfucker. Well, especially just a blunt on top of it because the paper, you yeah. know, the tobacco's a little. I just not harsher. even know how to hit it. So I hit that shit, burnt my throat, and I just coughed for like 15 minutes until I was calm. Went back downstairs and I was like, yo, there's no way my parent, because like, you know, like, your oh, first time yeah. smoking weed, you don't realize that your nostrils smell like weed. So you think everyone, everything, smell like- you smell like weed, your eyes like are so small and my eyes got so red. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Like once you realize you high, you were terrified because you like, I don't know how to hide this. <laughs> you don't know how to like function now. It's like you can't function without being so all I did, So all I did, I fixed my cup. I fixed myself a big cup of red Kool-Aid. Turned off the lights and just was watching TV for the rest of the night. My mom was like, what's that smell? I was like, oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> that was it. Did, uh, did your parents ever smoke, do you think? Nah. My sister has a theory that my father smokes because he's so cool and relaxed. Yeah. My sister's like, you don't think he get high? <laughs> Look <Yeah>. at him. <laughs> do you think that um, if your dad did smoke pot, you would ever smoke pot with him? Yeah. 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 Honestly, I can't even picture how he would even hold a spliff. Like, <laughs> I can't even picture my pops holding a spliff. Cool. It is always weird, like to see certain parents like 
that that you would never assume. My parents, like I grew my up. My mom, I could picture my mom hitting it. Yeah. Way before I could picture my uh, pops. Like, and she do it cool, like hold yeah, it right like and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> my pops, he'd be like, so like, how do I? How do I <laughs> do like it? This. <laughs> I remember, yeah, because my, my parents smoked weed. I mean, my parents have done all the drugs. So, like, I smoked pot with both my parents, okay. which was cool. How old um, were you? You remember? I was 18. Okay. I was definitely 18. Uh, for them, um, my mom, she had always wanted me. She liked it better if I smoked than if I drank just because it was safer, especially when your kids, a bunch of fucking stoners, aren't going to get into a car accident like three of the kids I went to school with did yeah. from drinking. You're not going to drink and drive much. Yeah, you're, you're not going to die of a fucking, you know, alcohol poisoning from, or, you know, weed poisoning and stuff. So she always preferred it. If and then for whatever reason, like, when you were a kid drinking, you don't understand the, con- like, you really don't understand that it's really important to buy the expensive alcohol because the cheap stuff is going to ruin you. Horrible. But when you're when you're young and you're poor, like that Mad Dog, we used to buy Mad Dog 2020. We used to buy fucking Georgie Vodka. I don't even know what Georgie Vodka is. It's like they used, to have, they, used to, they used to have the ads on it on the back of the bus in New York. <laughs> they would say Georgie with an I, not even like... <laughs> it was bad vodka. The type of vodka that gets sold in like a plastic bottle. Yeah. Oh, God. We would buy... Um, I remember like peach schnapps. Well, we were also just stealing stuff from our parents' bars that they had basically i used to take my mom's vodka stick in another bottle and then just add water to it yeah my my parents weren't even drinking so like oh like no. in my life i probably seen my father hold a beer bottle like twice oh wow so not big drinkers at all nah. so not like big drinkers or a lot of drugs in your house that's good nah, i'm the one you're the one <laughs> <laughs> i'm the one that really started the whole wave <laughs> my brother too my brother heavy smoker but yeah i'm the one that really started like fucking around as far as like my media family. Your media family. How many siblings do you have? Uh, I got three brothers and two sisters. Are you the eldest or? I'm the second youngest. The second youngest. You kind of have baby of the family vibes. You are? <laughs> Not a little bit. Like, you know, it's weird because so like my father, like all, out of all of us, mm-hmm. like uh, my father has kids with like outside of like outside the family yeah so like three of my siblings are from his first marriage Mm -hmm. one of them is outside of marriage Mm -hmm. and then me and my youngest brother for me and my mother okay and so like it's yeah so like when it when you put it like in all of it i'm the second youngest out of all of us right so like yeah there's a hierarchy between me and my half siblings and like i treat them like my my regular siblings yeah but when it comes to me and my brother and my immediate family where it's like me and my mother my father i'm I was first the oldest. Oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> only child till seven. Oh yeah. And then they had my little brother. So like it's like my yeah I had a, I had a different experience than all of it. Like I went from first to last to second to last. Yeah. It was like that is um I went through something similar. I was also raised an only child up until about seven or eight, and then I went to live with my dad and my stepbrother, and he was around three at the time i want to say he was a toddler and then they had my half brother brian um in i think i was probably around 10 you just feel like you gotta get up out of here you just feel like yeah y'all don't even got space for me yeah and well i mean it was kind of cool because i i was the oldest and i was the only girl so i always got my own bedroom and i would always got my own bathroom he made sure my dad always made sure because he had a sister he has a sister so and he knew how it was for her growing up with all boys because she has three brothers and it's and like it's kind of like you kind of need that Mm -hmm. uh, as far as raising like boys and girls you kind of like need this yeah like like 
I like I don't have no kids at all, but like, is it best like that to have that situation? Like, a separate bathroom, like, um, it, like especially if it's like she's the only girl. Like, does she need to have her own? I would, privacy? I would, yeah. Especially when um puberty and stuff comes around. Like, I definitely want to want my baby brother going and like finding my tampons or something like that. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, you know, it's just embarrassing, but um. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it was just because of how, like, he saw his sister be raised with all boys and, like, never have privacy, you know, when girls spend more time in the bathroom. Yeah. I think that was also a thing. He's like, I'm not fucking waiting for you to do your hair for three hours kind of thing. So here's your, here's your own space. Yeah, he was smart that way. He was very smart that way. Do um do any of your other siblings partake in any? Uh, we all smoke weed for sure. Yeah. We all smoke weed. Are they big drinkers too, or yeah, my sister's kid. My sister started back, but I think they've fallen back off of that recently. Yeah, me and my younger brother, we used to drink. One time, I remember the drunkest we ever got. We had a body, a bottle, not Everclear, but it was something else that starts with an S. Oof. And we 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 got through like half of that together. And honestly, well, we like that hundred proof type. Fucking, yeah. Oh god. Well, like, like the type of thing that, like, no matter how much juice you put in it, it tastes warm when you drink it. It's well, it like burns because it's basically rubbing yeah. alcohol. Oh, we we drunk just... we drunk one of those together and uh, that was a good time. That was a good. I remember waking up that next morning like our eyes were dried out and I was like, oh, that's why you say you can't drink this straight. Yeah, because it will literally dry you out. Oh, we were talking about kids. Um, kids do drink in excess. They just drink more, especially yeah. binge drinkers. It's one because their brains are you know aren't fully developed yet, and they're like, oh, we need to drink more. Also, because we probably think it's cool oh, yeah. that we could drink this much, and you know, like. Becoming an adult is a good thing because, like, when I first bought a shaker, yeah, I learned that, like, the cap is just one pour of whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if, like, this is one shot of, like, tequila if you just use this cap. Mm -hmm. And then I started making better cocktails. I was like, why was I always fiending to, like... Right? Once that actually tastes good and yeah. don't, and that, like, you could sip. I never understood for the longest time how people could just sip on a drink. I'm like, why aren't you slamming that? We got shots to do. Right. <laughs> and then I realized shots is the problem. Shots <laughs> is always, it's always the problem. I'll be fine and then someone will be like you want a shot and then of course you say yes and then you wonder why you're throwing up in yeah, the bathroom. and then like tequila just works so well tequila's so good i remember for years i was a whiskey guy and like what kind um, of whiskey uh like uh what's what, what's that brand i like um high west from utah is a real good whiskey okay. i like and uh, there was another one I gifted a couple comics at for Christmas one time. But, like, yeah, like, whiskey, like, rye or bourbon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I was, like, trying to get healthy. I was like, man, you got to switch up. Yeah, I really, I should just stop drinking. But then I realized that, like, tequila is just as good. Like, and then I started drinking Reposado. I discovered Reposado tequila. I was like, oh, like, this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's better than just the Blanco because the Blanco would just burn you out, too. Mm -hmm. Tequila, um... I guess is the easiest for your body to digest. It's like one of the cleanest alcohols, yeah. and that like yeah. What's the one that wrecks you? Um, whiskey, I would think whiskey. I get uh, well, one fifty one rum. I'm not allowed to drink in uh, Milwaukee anymore. I'm banned from drinking that. Um, yeah, rum does it for me. Rum, I've woke, oh, I've woken I, up. I love I've woken up rum, in places in rum. Right? <laughs> like, I've blacked out. I've gotten salt and battery tickets from drinking rum. Yeah, see? <laughs> Who'd you fuck up? 
Oh, uh, well, this uh, this dude, I was holding open a door for like a bunch of our friends. This was bar closed and he just went full on and grabbed my tit. So and at the time I used to carry brass knuckles. Damn. And so I remember jumping on his back after he started running away after the first time got him like in the gut and i think i need him in the balls and then he started running and he was then, drunk and just grabbed. oh we were all drunk yeah we were all hanging out we were having a good time he was like a friend of a friend yeah kind of thing i'm like definitely no because no. one of my friends <laughs> would never do that um yeah and then my buddy saw and then he ripped me off of him and then he got him into the street and started pounding his head into the middle of the street and then that's when the cops came and they were like, hey, man, we understand that the titty thing was an assault, but this was too much. Yeah. Well, they didn't even give a shit about that at all. They were like, you can't. Yeah. You I'm, can't he's, be- he's like, I'm going to sue you. I'm like, you just sexually assaulted me on camera in front of multiple people. And he was like, that don't count. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was still the early 2000s. <laughs> so it still had 90 rapey vibes. You know, the 90s were very rapey. <laughs> I wasn't out. Like, I was outside, but I was a kid. So, like. I don't know how ni- rapey the 90s were. The 90s were pretty rapey. I was a teenager, 90s. I mean, even just watch some of the shows. Um, I've been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah, yeah, yeah. again. Rapey? Well, no, but but it's like they have this vampire who's literally 200 years old falling in love with a 16-year-old girl. That's uh, predatory. The predatory, yeah. So some rapey, some predatory, but yeah, if you want just Oh, want- yeah, the 90s was definitely like, hey, you want <laughs> to get- yeah, come over here? Mm-hmm. The 90s was definitely that. The 90- yeah. The 90s was definitely, let me get you here and then lock the door. Yeah, yeah, the 90s were- But uh- I feel like that's how it's always been. Like, I went to the museum a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was looking at uh, all the artwork, and I like, it's always like some beautiful girl in the painting, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, yo, how many of these- pieces of art just started off as a dude just trying to get a girl back to his studio <laughs> all like, of them right like look all like even the mona lisa she looked like she's disappointed she's like why you got your pants up like right? the whole like her expression is like bro bro you- yeah he has his dick out <laughs> yeah. vibes right <laughs> she's like that look on her face like god damn it and they had to paint so it's not like a picture you know right, where you're like a- three months of this <laughs> It's three months of him trying to convince her to fuck. Be like, I paint better when I'm naked. Right. And be like, no. And they probably use lines like that before. Absolutely. I've had directors and photographers be like, is it okay if I take this off? I'd be like, no, no, it is not. <laughs> yeah, because I remember, uh, like, especially when the Me Too movement poked, picked up, mm-hmm. you know, you start to, you just be way more aware of stuff and just start see, seeing things that you weren't paying attention to. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely a, an exhibit of this French painter who, uh, who was at the Met and a lot of his paintings were always of like the kids who were his neighbors next door, mm. and like they're always like in like like their little school clothes with their underwear showing. Oh it no! It was always like a little boy and a little sister. They was always the muses of a lot of his paintings, <laughs> and like the story is that like they lived next door and like his parent, the parents were always cool with him making the paintings. And in the back of my mind, I was just like. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, that is totally the equivalent of the weird guy in the park trying to yeah. snap pictures of your kid. And I was like, oh, how y'all ain't see this? <laughs> Whole time he like, they like, you know, the parents are like, no, he's a great painter. What do you mean? Yeah, like, no, he, he's, he he's gave us artist. some of the paintings. Yeah, he's an artist. He's an artist. Well, there's um, there's this picture of Brooke Shields, the actress Brooke Shields. She mm-hmm. did this movie. Um, it's called something Baby. I actually think maybe it's just called Baby, but where she. She basically grows up like her mom's a whore and she grows up in a whorehouse. And there's this naked photograph. There's a couple of them, but there's one specifically of her like standing by the bathtub. She's 12 years old, just fully naked. And like it's sold in auction. Like it is. And it's art. 
<laughs> and I'm like trying because I like I know a lot of art dudes and I'm trying to be like, OK, but no, I, yeah, like, I think it's, it's a, the notoriety of it. Like that's a notorious piece to even own. Yeah. Yeah. Be like it, it's a controversial yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how does Brooke Shields feel? Right, about my, I was like, first of all, I don't like Brooke Shields ain't even that hot. Like, secondly, I don't even want to be out here with like, here's a naked 12 year old Brooke Shields. Like you like, yeah, like it's just the introduction to the piece as well. Like even when you show it off at your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. this is a. Uh, my newest. <laughs> <laughs> newest collection. Naked Brooke Shields. I think, yeah, artists um, artists could get away with a lot. I mean, we found out now that obviously not so much because, well, I mean, that sometimes they try to call comedy an art form. I guess that's... Comedy is an art form. I, I See, there you go. I always thought it was. It's like a verbal, you know, acting it's is spoken definitely... spoken word. Yeah. Acting is definitely a different type of art form. But you look at a lot of those actors now who are getting in trouble for... You know, being, being creepy, super fucking creepy. <laughs> there was some, there was some white boy who was in trouble. I think he was the Flash. He's like, oh, um, I actually like him as an actor too, which fucking sucks. So it's like, because I love Kevin Spacey too. Kevin Spacey was always a phenomenal actor, and now I'm like, do I separate the art from the artist? Like, I don't know. Kevin Spacey was fucking the shit out of that little teenage boy at that point. <laughs> I was. Did he actually rape the little boy, or was he just tr hitting on him? I think he like put a he put a move on that little kid, and he remembered it years later. Yeah. Well, now because people they're like, oh, we could talk about this. Also, now. yo, my gaydar is so trash, bro. <laughs> like, Honestly? I was like, Kevin Spacey was gay. Everyone, all my white friends looking at me like. You didn't know that? <laughs> you get kind of, I don't know. Well, his personal life has always been really private. And I've never been one of those people to really get into celebrities. Like, I don't know. Half of my favorite actors and stuff, I don't even know their names. What does it look like when someone's giving gay vibes? Gay vibes? What do like, the gay vibes on a white guy look like? Because Kevin Spacey, I just thought he was sassy for sure. Um, I mean, I guess now, now that like it came out, I'm like, oh, now I see. Because I have pretty good gaydar, but there's some dudes that are 100% straight, but are like very feminine, you know? Yeah. Um, there's that one fucking show. It's a reality show. Fucking duck it got me. Started watching it. Like the Chris Christie's. It's like the. Oh, Christy knows best. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. definitely gay. Okay, like he's is he? Is definitely. He, but he's like, and I'm like, is he not? Because I do know some feminine men that are straight. They're he's like, no, way too feminine. Okay, that's why I'm like. Is but they he? have so many kids, and I'm just like, I know every time he was just like, Ugh. maybe <laughs> right? Maybe it's like some people are gay, but they just, just don't be gay. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear? Like he has a business partner who tried to expose him and said that they've been having a homosexual relationship for oh, twenty years. Okay. I was like, see, now, now there it goes. Okay, well, maybe he was a bad example. He got it compartmentalized. He's got to go. Well, I mean, a, a long time ago that would happen. What were they called? Like beards or, um, or what? Yeah, I think they're called beards. The people, like gay people will marry a straight person and then have like their actual gay partner just, you know, to protect yeah. whatever, you know, half families be like, we're normal, but. <laughs> but exactly, like, uh, that beers thing, like every, every anytime I think of beers now, I think of that just as like for like people in politics. <laughs> or like Edgar Hoover. I mean, he was never married, but he was definitely gay. Edgar J. Hoover, the guy mm -hmm. who ran the FBI. Mm -hmm. He's super gay. Yeah, he never married, but he always had. Um, he always had that dude with I forgot his name. Ah. that he always that he always worked with. Yeah, like that's man. 
like Mark, like Luther Vandross, they, he he gave. Like, we still this day we still don't know who the white man who's living off of Luther Vandross right? <laughs> gave his money all of a sudden his his boyfriend and uh, his white boyfriend and niggas, I don't know who that guy was. I didn't even know he had a boyfriend. See, this is how much I don't pay attention. I do like Luther Vandross though. My gay cousin is in the white boys and I. Uh, yeah, that's whatever but we be roasting each other because <laughs> he likes white boys yeah he, he'll, he'll roast me he'd like he's like one time he like he'll like pull up like you know like sometimes you you might have dated someone who wasn't the cutest back in the day so like oh he'll, so he'll always absolutely. bring that up so he'll always bring that up and i'll be like man you be fucking white boys and it's not to hurt them so, <laughs> <It's not> to- <laughs> so you got your own issues <laughs> no i have definitely um paul uh, when I was 17, he was 23. Red flag right there. Uh, he was you were a, 17. He was 23. Yeah. This was a guy you were dating? Mm-hmm. He was, um, he was a plumber, and he oh, was sure. balding already up top, and he had a mullet. This was your boo? When I, yeah. How'd you, how'd you how'd you find yourself here? Um, well, I dated his stepbrother until his stepbrother moved away. It was a small town. There gotcha. was only so many options. And this was the family of people who were fuckable. And that, I was like, all right, well, I guess this, I mean, he did give me my first orgasm. I mean, obviously. Damn. 23, I was 17. So. Damn, little bro. The big, <laughs> the brother, with the stepbrother was trash. He actually was the Sean. His name was Sean. So Sean or Paul, if you're listening to this. <laughs> so 17, funny. having your first orgasm you had to feel like a real woman yeah yeah especially since it was like smoking pot for me because i smoked pot a bunch and i didn't get high right away and it's like obviously the first couple times you have especially when you're like 16 set you don't know what the fuck you're doing at 23 year olds let me show you something yeah i was like oh that's how you do it thank you yeah they never taught us that in catholic school surprisingly (laughs) (laughs) catholics they were like shh we do not do that here. Yeah, I remember I almost got expelled from Catholic school in the second grade for um, drawing a penis on a boy. Uh, like on a on a textbook? No, well, what we were doing, we were doing, it was like right around the holidays, like right before Thanksgiving. And so they That's had- That's about the time to do some wild shit. <laughs> Right before a good <laughs> right right before Christmas, so they had like these big rolls of paper, and then we were doing outlines of ourselves or or whatever, so we could like draw ourselves for yeah. our family, and then like they were going to put them up all over the school kind of thing, and uh, so like we had a friend outline, so I outlined him, but I'm like, oh, he's a boy, he needs a penis. Obviously, and Sister Mary was like, absolutely, absolutely, not. yeah. I also like used to uh, tell the nuns that my mom smoked pot. Like they did not like my family. To- <laughs> I was only in that school because my mom worked at um, the hospital, and so she got a huge, huge discount for me to go to that school. Oh, yeah, because clearly you were. Uh, I was not meant to be in Catholic. <laughs> they had to keep an extra eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever try when was the first time you tried acid or mushrooms was it in high school no the first time I tried the first time I tried psychedelics was definitely in my 30s oh I wow okay a little I bit older I, no wait the first time I tried shrooms might have been 28 okay 28 but uh yeah it was um but acid was definitely in my 30s it was uh I felt like I waited way too long I was like damn you should have been open your mind <laughs> <laughs> it just like it was such a life changing experience because I felt like it was something I was moving towards. When you grow up and like you move out your family's house and you mm-hmm. know you're trying to find yourself as an adult, sometimes you got to do a lot of reprogramming because you know like your parents taught you things that mm-hmm. might have instilled you know. 
not even on purpose you know just like your yeah. upbringing like there are good things about your upbringing bad things about your upbringing but sometimes as an adult functioning in the world you need to decide who you really gonna be mm-hmm. so you really gotta be able to get back down to zero and rebuild who you wanna be and like yeah that, those those experiences definitely were very um, vital to that I think um, I've actually been <laughs> arguing with my mom about some of that stuff um, uh, just about uh, like attachment styles and like emotional intelligence and she's just like that's not my fault and I'm like I, I'm pretty it, yeah right like, I, I'm mom. pretty sure that I like I'm not blaming you for my problems I'm blaming you for how I deal with my problems because this is how you taught me how to do that this is, that is one of the wackest parts of working on yourself because yeah. <laughs> when you're working on yourself a lot of it has to come back to you having some like tough conversations with your parents mm-hmm. but your parents are not currently on this emotionally intelligent journey with you so they're not no. So it's like, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Be like, I never did that. I thing. never did that. Oh, fam. Come yeah. on now. The gaslighting. I'm like, mom, that's called gaslighting. You you and your psychobabble. That's yeah. what she calls it, psychobabble. <laughs> I'm like, I do have a degree in psychology. And so like, and so like that's, that's where fixing and working on yourself sucks. Because for one, even if your parents were on board and fixed it, it's still just at the end of the day, you have to come to the terms and saying, well, one day something really bad happened to me and it bothered me for a long time, but now I'm over it. And that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's you can't dwell on it. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I don't want to dwell on it. I want to be able to heal together from it and move on. But in order to heal from it, you have to accept your part in it. And, and, like, then- <laughs> and, like, and like you sometimes you have to realize that like. There might be healing even without them. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm like, if you're not going to do this, then I need to do it on my own, and you need to respect my new boundaries, which she is having a difficult time doing. (laughs) It's like, well, if that's the case, then you just have to understand that I don't fuck with you like that no more. Yeah. I'm like, I will contact you. Like, we will, you know, like, I, I wish her a happy anniversary. But I'm like, if you can't, res- like, if you're still just going to be a fucking cunt to me for no reason. Right. I mean, literally, your only or child. Or if you don't even understand why the, some of the shit that you do bother me. Yeah. Then, like, yeah. Like, I'm just like, it's not something. I'm like, you're my most toxic relationship because I keep allowing you back in my now, life. Now, on the flip side, mm-hmm. me and you as two people who don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Who clearly, I don't want to call you selfish, but I know I'm selfish enough to oh, say I'm that. Oh, I'm super selfish. Right. With that being said, the amount of selflessness that probably goes into being a parent, we should. that's probably where that entitlement comes from. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, like, they're yeah. like, bro, I could have let you die on so many occasions. I've been like, dude, I never asked to fucking be <laughs> right. here to begin with. <laughs> I'm like, do you have any idea how many times I wish I was not Now, here? look, this is my thing. This is my thing. That argument that, because I say the same thing. That argument is wild because it's like, so you really about to shit on life? <laughs> right? Right? Be like, you're, I'm like, well, a little bit, yeah. Like, you know all the fun things you've had during life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. All the fun yeah. moments? I mean, yeah, there's been fun times. Life, I mean, life can be fun, but for the most part, it's it's a real drag, dude. For the fact that, like, we have to work for money. Yeah. That's that, con- that conversation always le- leads me to asking, would you do it again? Like when is when you ask your parents, well, I didn't actually be here. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself, well, if if I had the option to be born and mm-hmm. go through all this all over again, yeah. or just never have, like, you can't even have a change. Like, you can't, you don't even have the option of like changing anything. No. Oh no, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. No, really. Yeah, no. Unless, so only if you were able to change some things. Yeah, if I was able, all I think. 
She's like, I probably still might not come back. Yeah. I'm like, it, it, well, it depends on the type of things I'm allowed to change. Like, if it's only one thing, then... um, You get... Three, three, three is a lot. Three is a lot. Yeah, I think that's it, a whole new universe. Yeah, right. That's a whole new. I would think probably just one thing. I think. What, um, would, what, what would it be? For me, I think. Um, it would have to be broad. She's like, I gotta. Right, right. Now, um, it would try to pay more attention in school and like get my education done sooner because I didn't get my. Uh, bachelor's until 2018 i almost didn't graduate high school either (laughs) i was very close to not graduating high school um i technically i don't have a high school i do i have um it's called an hsed so it's a high school equivalent diploma so i had um enough credit no no ged is like that good enough like i had i basically needed like two classes one was math of course so i just went to the technical college for six months finished that and like graduated before my class did um but also yeah because i used to get um, days off, as they called them, not suspensions. <laughs> You're off for the next week. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like you need a day off. You need a you need a week off. Gotcha. You need to stop fighting people. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be. Uh, I mean, now I realize it was so difficult for me because of the ADHD. I'm like, oh, maybe. That's why I couldn't sit still. Yeah, like this is why I got 120 percent in chemistry and a zero in algebra. <laughs> it's like I'm smart. I just have to like this fucking subject. Yeah, I gotta be challenged, right? Yeah, yeah, and taught right. So I think that may have a little bit of a factor on it, and maybe not start smoking cigarettes okay all right because i know that they're really bad and i probably should quit but i do really really like them a lot i probably would have never started drinking yeah that's drinking do you do you, you still drink now yeah i still drink but i don't get fucked up and I yeah and I don't you, you sip on your drinks now <laughs> yeah i sip i take my time but i probably would have never ever drank i never started drinking i could see that because i feel like drinking had uh once, like, when I was in my 20s and I, before I was really uh, working on being emotionally intelligent, just, like, you know, just working on myself in general, mm-hmm. I understood that, like, if I was sad, liquor would make me feel away or make me feel good mm-hmm. or feel whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would abuse that a little bit more than I knew how to. Yeah. And so, like, you know, before, yeah, I, I'd have been better off not doing that in my early 20s. I th- Well, a lot of people say, oh, you drowned your sorrow. Yeah, that type or, of shit. For yeah. Sure. There's been times I, I have learned to stop myself, be like, oh, I'm really angry or upset about something. I'm like, I would normally I'd be like, I'm going to go have a fucking drink. Now I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going to sit here and feel the feelings. Yeah. And let it run its course. Let it run, you know, feel the feelings and try it for me. And I noticed that, that like I feel the feelings for a little bit longer than I would like to. But it's like just fuck. I have to feel them, feel them. And then. Tell myself this is why you felt this way and then heal from it instead of going out and getting hammered. You ever get pissed off that like now that you know how to go about expressing your emotions and you're like, why didn't these people just teach me this? Like, why didn't these people? Just- Con- well, that's another thing, too. It's like you want to be I had to tell my mom, it's like I have every right to be very angry at you. But I'm also trying to heal from this. But you're making it very fucking oh. difficult <laughs> for me not to want to pound your fucking head in. I'm like, that's the reason why I wasn't able, like, you didn't allow me to do it as a child. And you're still not allowing me to do it now, even though I'm telling you I need to do these right, things. Right, exactly. And you need to do these. Because she's a boomer, obviously. That's what it's like. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
first of all, I feel like boomers and uh, any any immigrant parents all have that same mindset where it's just like the kids just need to be put in the corner and handled for as long as possible until they could, until we could put some of these responsibilities on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like your your immigrant parents are going to shame you into being a good person. Like don't embarrass. Are us. your parents immigrant? Yeah. Yeah. Both from Haiti, so like they're both going to shame you. Yeah. Like, don't embarrass us. Don't do nothing that would shame us. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything that would get us kicked out the country because we're still waiting on papers. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, my mom has always been very judgmental. She's definitely a very judgmental person. Yeah, my mom's is like, have you, like, and, and like the other thing, I had, to, like, I had to put my life together. My mother is so judgmental. And then I put, two and two together and I realized that like my father was still married when my mom's was with my pops and I was like uh-huh. miss you know what we call you in the streets right <laughs> <laughs> it is that thing I had to point out similar things to be like okay like the porn thing I'm like well technically I'm like that's because of a mother daughter relationship yeah <laughs> people that- always think that it has to do that girls have daddy issues it's actually it's more mommy issues that the girls is, who end up being more that, what is the statement being made to the mother uh, well it's more uh, like, like mother shaming a daughter like with how she dresses or um like competing competing there's there was i remember there was one time my mom had this leather white dress it was very 80s her one of her boyfriends made it for her i was 15 and i was my weekend with her and she wanted to go out to the bar so she dressed me up in this white dress 15 so kind of going through you know just i think i just hit puberty (laughs) just started getting my period did my makeup she got so mad because all these dudes were hitting on me and it was also just like one she's 15 two why are you hitting on a bit you know is all these things i'm like like, secondly i'm right here yeah 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 so it's like okay well you dressed me up and you fucking brought me out i'm like when we're supposed to be spending quality time with each other but this is what you wanted to do so yeah yeah she got you third wheeling on a date (laughs) i mean in wisconsin though it is um, which town in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Which town in Wisconsin? I'm from Milwaukee. Mil- I've been to Milwaukee once. Yeah. I did not like that town. It's, uh, I could see that. I like Madison. Madison's cool. Ma- Madison's definitely um, a little bit more liberal. They're both college towns. Milwaukee actually happens to be one of the most segregated cities in the country. Is it? It's like the top five. I did not know. I didn't notice that because we were downtown. So it was like, you see a little mix. Of oh, downtown. Yeah, downtown's different. But once you start getting into like White Folks Bay or Whitefish Bay or um, what the fuck is fucking Shorewood. Yeah, no, they have it. Two sides to the city. Yeah. We oh. call them the numbered streets. Once you start hitting the numbered streets, that's where black and Latinos live. Oh, the numbered streets. Mm-hmm, after Holton. Yeah. I don't know if they still call it that, but I remember because I always grew up. So there's Holton and then there's Booth Street. So I always and that's areas River West, which is very Brooklyn. Okay. It's very, um, very, yeah, it's very uh, diverse and stuff. So I always like I lived in probably like three houses on Brooklyn growing or on, on um, Booth Street growing up. Booth and Keefe, there is a restaurant, it's an Italian restaurant we used to go to all the time. So I grew up around that area. Milwaukee, it can 
be fun. You need to go with someone who knows the city. What's the what's the uh, beer company that turned into a hotel? We went Pabs. Yeah, we stayed there. That was nice. Yeah, the Pabs. They still have the fucking Pabs. Uh, they have Line and Kugels. They have Schlitt. A lot of beer used to be from Milwaukee. It used to be the brewing capital of the world. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was that's the other thing. Traveling is the road. Uh, you just seeing what. America used to make and like like it's interesting like every little city every mm-hmm. little state is known for something and like they always had like a little industry mm-hmm. that was going on that they made money off of and it's like this country wasn't so trash at one point no it was actually it was I mean they it's a country that's tried a lot you know just ah, that's a very nice way to put it this is a country that has tried a lot definitely you know we broke a lot of barriers and stuff i mean we've definitely fallen back on a lot of yeah. things um yeah the industrial revolution and or whatever like america was making a lot of money it was doing its thing it was doing its thing it's whatever that thing is <laughs> Raping and pillaging. <laughs> I mean, the Romans were really good at that too. But Americans, they're uh, yeah, we're good at starting Romans, wars. Did, did the Romans invent anal sex? Is that a real thing? I thought the Greeks did that. Greeks, I get them mixed up. Um, I can see that they're both, you know, Mediterraneanish. Yeah, right? I, be, I feel like they both in the togas. Toga, toga. I do like a good toga party. I haven't never, You've never, never been to one. I've only been to one. It was my friend's birthday, and he wanted a toga party, so. I went to no. I went to an HBCU. I think a Greek organization threw a toga party one time. Yeah. And like I was, I like he, he was a broke student. I was like, I'm not about to come out my house and switch sheets. He's my only sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I did always kind of wonder, like, where do these college kids get these sheets for that stuff? People shouldn't have sheets for that kind of stuff. It's hard to. I don't know how the fuck they did it. I had to use like safety pins and fucking glue and shit for my outfit. Yeah, because I yeah. got titties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You and that toga for real. People back then too, they were all different sizes. Like they were, people were smaller. You feel so? Absolutely. Like, do you ever see like some of the heights of like some of like they were all like a lot smaller and like in the back in the day? I don't know, man. Like, shorter and stuff. Are people getting? Maybe people are getting bigger. As the person who who stopped growing after a certain age is, you know, is just, I'm just like, okay, that's what's up. That's good for y'all. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. No. I mean, I have. It's definitely. Well, I'm mostly Italian, native, and French, but there is some uh, Norwegian. There's some tall, yeah, there's some tall in you. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's six ten. Have you ever been to France? I have been to France, actually. I've been to the... I feel like um, you're very well-traveled. Um, I've traveled to a couple of places. Um, I actually just got my new passport. I'm going to Lima, Peru in March. I'm excited. Mm. I've been to Spain. I've been to the Canary Islands. Um, Which country had the best drugs you ever tried? Well, Mexico. Yeah? <laughs> Mexico is probably the only country that I actually really did any drugs in. Because when I was in Spain, I was on a photo shoot in the Canary Islands. I had some weed, but I was like paranoid because like because I'm like, I'm going to end up in even though when I was in Mexico, I fucking smuggled weed in my vag just to say I did. (laughs) And this is when you could fly. How uncomfortable was it, if at all? Well, because I had a tampon thing. So I just used because I was like germs, you know, and and then uh, once I got on the plane, I fucking I took it out. I was like, whatever. Um, Yeah. In Mexico. uh, So when I lived in L.A., we would drive down to Tijuana and you could just get anything. The Coke, they have really good Coke. I'm sure. 
<laughs> but you go to Peru. Peru might have some good coke. I'm actually I'm thinking about doing like the ayahuasca. Um, oh, you, you gotta you gotta like fast for like three days or something, right? Um, well, they say for yeah, fast, but you also for like a month, like you're not allowed to like eat like meat. processed foods, meat, sugars. You're not supposed to smoke. You're not supposed to drink. Are you disciplined with your diet? Huh? Are you disciplined with your diet? No, uh, no, I eat whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want. Um, I have a whole fucking basket full of candy there. I'm disgusting. Um, it's, I have addiction issues because I thought that I did. Um, I called my friend. I'm like, oh, you know, the ayahuasca. He's like, that was peyote. I was like, oops, I got. But they're like the same. Like kind of. Yeah. He's like, they're. I'm like, are they? They just call them different. I'm like, OK, fine. I did a peyote. One is the thing. Mexican version. One is like the Peru version. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I'm like, OK. Or yeah, the South American version. So I was thinking about doing that. I'm like, I'll be able to not drink or I could cut out sugar. But I'm like the smoking cigarettes. I'm like, you have to give me one thing. You read me still? <laughs> I eat red meat maybe like once or twice a week. Yeah, see. Do you? Uh, yeah, but like they they say like you gotta like, cause from my understanding, if you don't do what they tell you, you for, get like, super sick. You like I heard it comes out both ends. I mean, it, it does that even if you. I heard. I heard if you if you stick to the diet, it won't. Oh really? No, I've heard. <laughs> I do not want that a part of it. I mean, there's been a couple, there's some people when they take certain things that like, I know my one girlfriend, like she used to have to shit, like if she was rolling or, you know, ecstasy molly, whatever you want to call it, um, that she would have to shit. And then like she would start rolling my other girlfriend, like she would have to throw up. Shrooms always makes me, gives me gassy bubble stomach. Like it makes me feel like I got to go and it's just gas. Yeah. Gas acts actually helps with that a lot. Those, it helps like absorb. Uh. Also just farting. Yeah, but like I always wonder what. It, like, I mean, like you are. It is food poisoning when you do shrooms. So like, well, yeah, it is. Uh, you are putting a toxin in your body. So it's, you know, so like maybe there's a there's a reason for it. Uh, your body. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely gotten alcohol poisoning. A bunch. What? A couple. Yeah, I've never learned. How? You never got an alcohol when you just when you. Well, how, wait, when do you have like? How do you know you got? Um. The couple of times that I have acquired alcohol poisoning is where, like, the next day, um, like, I'll drink a glass of water and throw up. Like, I can't keep anything down. I'm basically just throwing up fucking, like, stomach acid. Um, you're super, like, your head, it's like, a, it's almost like a migraine. Um, you can't even get up. Like, like there was, God, this is actually a couple of weeks ago, which is embarrassing. Because uh, I haven't had alcohol poisoning in a while, in a while but um, I couldn't even get up to walk Lucy. Like, I was still, like, drunk. So I, what I do is Waking that... Waking up drunk is one of the worst feelings. Oh, it's so bad. Like, what I'll do is I'll just keep drinking water and keep throwing it up until I'm able to keep water down, basically. That's rough. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely too rough. <laughs> Waking up drunk is terrible. You're just like, oh, my God, I think I'm dying. Because it's not fun. No, nah, not at Because all. when you went to bed, you were having fun, and you're like, I just, no, it's a different, like, if you, I remember eating an edible, going to bed, waking up kind of high, and be like, okay, this isn't too bad. There's nothing wackier than going out, getting faded, and, like, going home to no sex. It's like, <laughs> what was the point of this? What was the point of any of it? Of any of this. Why did I buy all those drinks? Just to be here. Just to be here. See, that's why I don't let, most of the time I get free drinks anyway, just from the bartenders. Um, but I don't really let dudes buy me drinks for that reason specifically. I'm like, oh, you think you're going to get some booty? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's the social contract. If I buy you enough of these, maybe. Maybe. 
and I'm out here. I'm swinging for it, maybe. Yeah. I just want to maybe. Maybe solid though. Maybe make you. Maybe it make you feel lively. Can we <laughs> can we switch the conversation on one thing real quick? Yeah, absolutely. You have African friends. Yeah. Have you? Oh, wait. You mean like from like from or Africa. black people from Africa? Um. I'm assuming some, maybe, I don't know. Actually, I'm like, I, well, actually, I dated a Nigerian prince when I lived in L.A. You dated a Nigerian guy? Mm-hmm. Did you, have you, so you've eaten Nigerian food. Have you, did he ever, have you tried something called okra soup? No, but I do like okras. I don't know what's going on with my social media, but like every time I'm on Instagram recently, it always shows me just nothing but Nigerian food. And I'm not even looking, I'm not even remotely did checking. you did did you like one thing about I nigerian i don't food? know i do not know but now it's to a point where i've just seen this okra soup so much that you want to try i'm like somebody like to the point where i'll just talk to anyone about it maybe you should make it i, I don't first of all i don't eat, like i could cook but not that not that i have and, like, and it's a lot of okra like it's like Ooh. a gooey like thing Huh. And like, I, I don't even know if it tastes good, but I, I've just seen it so many times. I'm like, I gotta try this. When I lived in Texas, I used to be addicted to pickled okra. Pickled okra sounds delicious. It's actually it it's super spicy? good. Like yeah, you, you could get you could get a little spicy. Yeah. Texas got some of the best food I've ever had. Texas has some really good food, uh, especially Mexican food because it's perfectly priced. Like Texas, you'll have like some of the best tasting tacos, and like yeah, well that's because yeah, that's because. Uh, Texas is Mexico, technically, yeah. <laughs> a part of yes. it, <laughs> or it was at least. Yeah, because like the the Mexican food, like and like honestly, the Mexican food in New York is so trash compared to other parts it of is, America. It is horrible. L.A. has amazing Mexican food. Chicago too. has Chica- amazing. The Mexican- Midwest, Wisconsin, Milwaukee has some of the best Mexican restaurants. Cause I've they ever got real. Because first of all, real authentic Mexicans go. I don't know what's going on with the New York Mexicans. New York Mexicans are busy working at real other people's restaurants. <laughs> I don't know who they got. I don't know who they got no. because every restaurant in New York is run by a Mexican man for sure. There's a there's actually a really good place I just started ordering from that's in Harlem. It's called Red Taco, and they have um I burrito can't, tacos. Huh? Is it the burrito tacos? Yeah, the kind where you dip in yeah. the yeah yeah. They have yeah. a truck. Is it Pete's Red Tacos? No. Oh, maybe it just maybe. Uh, there's a, there's a truck that in in my neighborhood called Red Tacos, Peach Red Tacos, and okay. it's the burrito tacos too. I love those. Okay, yeah, no, those. Uh, that's the first time. Well, when I lived in Brooklyn too, Brooklyn has some decent with the, with the little pork consommés. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. But if you, like, I, there's another spot in my neighborhood. Not even the burrito tacos, which I love. Have you you, you ever fuck with El Pastor tacos? Mm-mm. El Pastor's when they put uh, is like a roasted pork, but then they put uh pineapples on top of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh the pineapple. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a um, I used to when I when I first moved to Brooklyn. There's I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but for um a month straight, I kept ordering. It was the tostada that had the pork yeah. and pineapple on the, it. It's like a game changer for me. And like the one the one in my neighborhood is spicy. I'm like, man, this is good. I'm like, y'all not even trying to make sure white people get this because it's so spicy. I'm like, this is delicious. Yeah, but white I people, I can only handle so much spice. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you'd be. I figured you could probably handle some spice. No, I mean I have a whole variety. I have Frank's Red Hot. I got Tabasco in okay. there. I had 
some stuff. I mean, I almost married a Mexican man, so I got used so to like salt. Even... Yeah, but like his mom used to eat this dish. It was this red snapper dish that was literally neon right. red. Okay. And and you could see the seeds, and she would be sweating and be like, "Mija, it's so good." I'm like, "You are dying from the inside oh, out." I think she's trying to psych you out. Well, no, I would smell it, and it would burn my nose, like with how it would take, your nose hairs. It, like she would take an hour to eat it. She's like, "It's so good, Mija." I'm like, "Fuck up, <laughs> no." No one wanted to touch it. The woman was insane. All right. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, find me uh, Reg Thomas on Instagram. Uh, Reg Thomas 718 on Twitter. And Reginald Thomas, Reg Thomas on Facebook. Uh, YouTube, Reg Thomas. You know, you, you got to promote your YouTube. Cause yeah. People, I never People do. watch your videos. People do watch your videos. <laughs> well, people watch my videos somewhere else. People watch all your videos, you know, all the Janine, Aaliyah Janine contact all over the internet. I actually took over my Pornhub page and started putting comedy clips on. on How's it. that going? Oh, they do not like it. Yeah? Oh, no. I mean, it gives me, like, this warm, like, fuzzy feeling. It's so funny. Some of them do. Some of them don't. But Best, I, best, best complimentary comment so far. Um... Oh, I actually I had one dude tell me he's like, "Oh, you're really funny. You should be a comedian." Like in the comments, mm -hmm. but like you were doing stand up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all backhanded, even when they're nice. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, men. I don't think men know how to compliment women online without being either super creepy or backhanded. <laughs> really, they're like. I think they're just like, man, this kink is just not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, does a titty come out sometimes? When do I come? On, at the punchline? Oh, this is going to be some weird timing. Uh, oh, um, your show, Productively Stone. Productively Stone, yes. yes. The next one is October 19th in Brooklyn at Cafe Arzuli. Productively Stone is really dope. Uh, I thought we were going to talk about that. I know, we didn't like, talk about it at all. We just ended up just chilling. <laughs> but Productively Stone is a really dope 420 show I've been producing with Jordan Rock. He just moved to L.A., so it's me running alone in New York. <gasps> We're running for about nine years now, and uh, it's a we we have it with a twenty minute smoke session with the audience, and then we have a comedy show, and it's really dope. That's fun. We pack it out. We packed out the last one earlier this month at the stand. Nice, yeah. nice. Did you go to the ten year anniversary? I did. I think I saw you. Yeah, I was. Did you enjoy it? I had so much fun. I did drink. Uh, Live. Open bar, you got. To. It was an open bar, dude. I had to, and then um, I partied, I partied, but I I actually left early. I left. Um, I was home at three thirty. Well, honestly, like to everyone who like we and you know we don't need people in Aliyah's business, but like with this you, I come home quick too. <laughs> I come home, I'll be like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, oh no, I do spend a lot. Of, I'm like, I really like my apartment. It's comfy. I like my crib too. I have a nice little duplex in Queens. Nice. Like I grew up in a small apartment, so like now I just always wanted to be able to say I, it's downstairs or it's upstairs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm just very happy. You have like that space. I miss space like that. I live in a box now. Um, you can find this wonderful show at How to Do Drugs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Please rate and subscribe. We're on Acast uh, Podcast now, which is really cool. I like them a lot. Uh, also, I need to apologize to them because they sent me an email the day after I signed up saying that my show was going to get shut down, and it was a mistake um because i start i was like people always want to shut down this show i'm like i'm not telling people how to do drugs right. i'm like listen to either like oh no sorry the, the name is just bold well yeah and the logo yeah as, as i used to say it's strong it's very there but very that's forward. i've always very present yeah i've always been that way though i'm there's i it's lack part subtlety. of your charm i lack subtlety. speaking of charm yeah. 
This Mets tattoo, my favorite one. <laughs> the Mets. I have the Brewers. And then the L.A. Dodgers. That's dope. As I have my little fucking booties on. Um, you can find me, the Aaliyah Janine, on uh, Twitter, Aaliyah Dot Janine on Instagram, Aaliyah Janine on Facebook. Also, my YouTube, Aaliyah Janine's Comedy. Uh, this show is also on YouTube at How to Do Drugs. And we're also on iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio and Amazon and Stitcher and audible and i'm sure a bunch of other places because they could just take their rss feed and be like this is mine now bow bow all right have a good day bye